to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey all, welcome back to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Harris, and I am so excited to share my conversation with my special guest today. Um, if you aren't already familiar with at Bear the Blind Pit on Instagram, I highly suggest you follow him and his wonderful human, Katie, joined me for a fabulous conversation about owning a blind dog. So yeah, I'm really excited to share that with you guys today. But before we get into that conversation, um, just a reminder, if you haven't already listened to episode number 19, Finding a Dog Trainer, go ahead and give it a listen. And if you have anyone in your friend circle who maybe has a dog who needs some training and they're trying to find a dog trainer, please feel free to share that episode with them. I think that it's really helpful and informative, and I hope that it's going to help connect wonderful dog people with wonderful dog professionals. Um, Also, just a reminder that my online course, Trustworthy Recalls, is open for enrollment. So if you want to be able to take your dog off leash more places and trust them to come back when you call them, my online course is a really great option. Um, And then I'm also looking forward to um, episode 21. I'm going to talk all about choosing a new dog. So yeah, thanks again to everyone who voted in my Instagram polls. So um, if you don't already follow me on Instagram, at a good feeling underscore NCO, please feel free to give me a follow. I post lots of training tips and relationship building inspiration over there. So yeah. All right. So um, Katie Frame is like I said, the human behind the Instagram account at Bear the Blind Pit, and she is dog mom to Sweet Bear. So um, please enjoy this conversation, guys. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so excited for my special guest today. Um, we are going to talk all about blind dogs. So Katie, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys aren't already familiar, Katie is the human behind the Instagram account at Bear the Blind Pit. I'll be sure to include that handle in the show notes so you guys can find him. He's pretty awesome. So Katie, why don't you tell us about Bear, where he came from, what his story is? Uh, Bear is from Trenton, New Jersey. He was hit by a car um, by a gas station and a witness called animal control and he ended up in the vet that my mom worked at and he kind of just like was there for three days because they couldn't get a hold of the owner and she eventually came in and was like yeah that's my dog his name's bear like i'll be right back and then she never came back so my mom was like i need this dog like i love him and then i came in and i met him and i was like i i don't know i never felt that way about a dog like he was just perfect so we eventually found the owner again, and she signed him over to us. Wow. Yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, okay. So was he blind when you met him? Um, 
That's a weird, hard question. So okay. the, the one eye was like completely gone. It was just black and gooey and like gross. And the okay. other eye was just like bloodshot. They said he probably can't see out of it, but we weren't always sure. But right. Yeah. So they took out the black eye that was like really bad. And then the other eye we kept in for like a week, but it got an infection and he couldn't see out of it. They kind of decided. So we just took it out. Yeah, right. It seems like it was in his best interest at that point just to get rid of the eye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how old was Bear when you guys got him officially? He was one around there. Okay. So he was still really young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, and then what were his injuries from getting hit by the car? That was it. It was just the eyes. He just had the little, eyes. Okay. He had a little mark on his head, but that was it. Okay. Nice. So uh, other than the eyes, he was in pretty good physical health. Yeah. They said it was kind of a miracle that he was hit by a car like that and only his eyes. Nothing yeah. else. Right. Right. Okay. So um, why don't you kind of walk, walk us through what it was like bringing a blind dog into your house? Uh, but... <laughs> very nerve-wracking we cleaned like the living room and like spaced it out so when he walked in it like he wouldn't bump into anything but you would be extremely surprised I have videos up on my Instagram of that first day and he's walking all over place jumping on tables and we're like what are you doing like you're <laughs> he did he didn't care <laughs> so he's- he had a, an easy enough time navigating his environment yeah nice he right from the start was like this is just how I am now. It's fine. My He's God. Dog. You got to seriously bless their resilience and their joy, right? He's yeah. like, I don't care if I can't see. I'm totally fine. <laughs> that is exactly what he was like. My mom says it's because he spent all his moping the three days in the hospital. So once he was out, he was like, I already was sad. I'm going to be happy now. He was ready for his new lease on life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at your house, do you guys try and keep things in the same place so that he knows how to navigate? Um, kind of. I re re I rearranged my whole room like a couple okay. days ago, <laughs> and he was fine. Okay. So, so he's been able to uh, cope with that, like the change yeah. in the environment. He nice. can get it very very quickly. Nice. That's awesome. And we're okay. redoing the deck and stuff, and he already understands where everything is oh my god I think that that's so cool because I think we all think like oh my gosh he can't see but I think people forget that dog's strongest sense is their nose their sense of smell and how they can navigate their environment with that sense is pretty remarkable yeah that's what I tell everyone I'm like they're born into this world with their noses and then the rest comes so he's not like you know Yeah, no, he's not really missing out on much, right? Like, using his nose has served him well. Very, very well. Nice, nice. Okay, so um, is there anything else that, like, happens inside the house that you feel like is a little challenging for him because he can't see, like, stairs and stuff? He can navigate those okay? Yeah, he's scared. He was scared of stairs at first. Like, my dad literally had to carry him up and down the stairs. But eventually he just, like, he'll go up and down them, no problem. Nice. Okay. So once he figured it out and got some confidence, he was happy to do him. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. So let's talk about what life is like outside with no sight. So like in the backyard, is he like maneuvering just fine? Yep. Nice. Fine. He, 
like, I don't even know how to explain it. He'll, like, he always follows a certain path. Like, he'll walk along the fence and then go around the bush to come to the front door, and he will never take any other way. Like, he has routes mapped up, and if he gets lost, he goes to the fence, because that's, like, a... Yeah, it's, like, a landmark. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So he's using the fence and the bush to, like, help him understand where he is. Yeah. It's so cool. Remarkable. <laughs> oh my god, it must be so fascinating just watching him navigate in the backyard. Oh my god. Like he'll occasionally like bump his head into something, but you'd be surprised how little that actually happens. <laughs> oh my god. And considering what a big dog he is, I think it's a miracle <laughs> that he doesn't run into things more. <laughs> okay, so what's it like outside as far as like his confidence level, like navigating the environment, like just based on the fact that he can't see? I wish he had a little less confidence because he will literally go charging off the side of a hill. He doesn't care. Oh my God. Very strange leash on him. So he doesn't run off somewhere. He'll jump right into the water. He'll he doesn't care. He's not scared. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's up to you. You have to be careful to manage him so that yes. he's not, like, flying places. Okay. He needs to listen to me so he doesn't get hurt. I'm always, like, it's weird. When you're walking a blind dog, you're used to, like, jerking them away from things and, like, leading them. And then you walk a sighted dog and you start jerking them. And they're like, what are you doing? And, and you're like, like oh, my God, right? you can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I work with, I work, I've worked with several blind dogs and that's what everyone says is that they have to be so careful to make sure that the dog isn't like falling like into ditches or water. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then, so do you normally have him on a short leash or like if you're like in a big wide open space, do you do like a long leash? Like what does that look like for bear? So if we're taking him to like an open field where nobody's really around or in a lake or a river, we have like this 50 foot leash that we'll put nice. on. Okay. Yeah. And besides that, we just have like a regular leash that has like the two loops on it. So if we get into like a very enclosed space, like if we're on a trail and it's really overgrown and I need to guide him better, I can go to the, the shorter loop. Okay. You know right. Trying? Right. Yeah. yeah. So rein him in a little bit. So you, yeah. so he has less leash. Yeah. But if yeah. we're just walking, then he gets the full extent of the leash. That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about stuff you guys have done in the way of like trained behaviors. Like, have you worked a lot on recall? Uh, no, we never <laughs> let him off leash. So, okay. Okay. But like in the backyard, like if you call him in the backyard, will he come? Sometimes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it depends on what he's doing. If he's sniffing he or he's playing with Reese, he probably won't come. But okay. if we call Reese, our other dog, and she comes in, he will follow her. Nice. Okay, so a two-for-one recall. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what other behaviors have you guys done in the way of training with him? Like, inside, when he's not distracted, like, what does he sit and lay down? Yeah, he okay. sits, lie downs, he'll shake, he'll spin, he'll army crawl. So he's, he's got all kinds of tricks. Yeah. And he knows step up and step down for like okay. if there's something there and I need him to know what to do and watch and watch means you're about to bump into something you need to slow down nice okay so I love the step up and step down cues 
Those are super useful for a dog who can't see. So you're just giving him a heads up like, hey, dude, there's a step. Don't run into it. It comes handy with if we're walking on a sidewalk and we're crossing to the curbs. Okay. Step up, he'll know something's there. Nice. I love those. And I love giving him a heads up, right? So that he, do you think that that gives him confidence in his environment? Uh, I don't know. He's just so confident by himself. That might be part of why. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love that he's just a confident guy as it is. Yep. That's so awesome. Oh my God. Okay. So um, let's talk about his um, reactivity. Is it, is he reactive to dogs, people? Like, what does that look like? Like if you're out in the world, what is he reacting to? Uh, he's reacting to other dogs. He loves people, but if they don't okay. pet him, they'll be like, bro, like pet me. He'll give him a little <laughs> bark. I'm like, he's friendly. You can pet him. Um, it's worse with little dogs. He doesn't really like little dogs. With big dogs, we don't know if he wants to play or if he's like, get away from me. It's a weird okay. area. I think he needs to be specially introduced to another dog. Because okay, so you, yeah. Yeah, if you're blind and, like, some random person's coming up to you, like, that's scary. It's like, who are you? I don't know who you are. That's what we did with our other dog when we were introducing him to Reese. The first time, it was like, eh, I don't know if I like you. Get away from me. But the second time, it was better. I think he just needs to... Be introduced in a certain way and meet them multiple times for him to be like, this is a safe dog. Yeah, no. And that's my experience working with blind dogs, too, is that like their initial reaction is definitely defensive because they don't have the ability to read the same social cues that a sighted dog could. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that that's super important for people to realize it's not that blind dogs can't get along with other dogs. It's that you just have to be cautious and like meet their specific needs when it comes to the intro department. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when he's reactive on leash, when you're out in the world, like what do those behaviors look like? Like, is he pulling, barking, like pulling, pulling, bark, sometimes he'll bark, sometimes he'll just pull into the direction, but okay. we just, we avoid the problem. Like we'll just move him. Like yeah. we already go to secluded areas, so that won't happen. And yeah. if it's secluded, there's more open space for him to not bump into anything. Totally, totally. Okay. And then if he's pulling and there's another dog and you give him space, do you walk with treats? Like, can you redirect him? He won't take treats if he's in that mode. So okay. He's too worked up. treats on me, but he won't always take them. So yeah. it is just avoidance and just getting him away. Yeah, no. And I think that that's super wise, right? Creating space and for any reactive dog, whether they can see or not, right? Like that's a really good place yeah. to start, like give space. Yeah. And do you think for the most part, people are pretty cognizant of like the fact that you're trying to create space? Uh, Yeah, I think they get the memo when they see this dog, like being a little pulley and like, I don't want to be here that they're like, uh, Unless their dog's off a leash and it's running at us, that takes oh my more God. time for them to be like, this dog isn't okay. Get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I've had this conversation with people before. I feel like people mean well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. people are, like, letting their dogs off maliciously. But ladies and gentlemen of the internet, not all dogs are friendly. And it's super important that if you're going to let your dog be off leash, you need to have a solid recall so that you're not putting people in compromising situations. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not fair to you or to Bear to have to have, like, this huge reaction because someone doesn't have control over their dog. Yes. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
Okay, so um, okay, so I've seen in the picture. So do you just have a blind dog collar on him that just says blind yes. dog? Or, okay, do you do like a bandana or anything else bigger for people to see? No. Yeah. Okay. Clear bandanas. Honestly, people don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> people aren't paying enough attention. Yeah. But we got it when we first got him because before we got him, we read up on all this stuff and the websites were like, you need to do this and this. And we were like, okay. So we got a blind dog collar, but I don't think people always look at it. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. So him and your other dog Reese are like buds. They get along yeah. and they play. Nice. Okay. And did, did it take Reese a second to figure out that he couldn't see? Or do you think that, like, he just knew that he couldn't see and just, like, adjusted his play style because of that? I think she knew, like, oh, okay. something's off. But I didn't think she knew it was blind. Now she knows. She'll, okay. like, if he gets lost in the yard, she'll come and, like, tap him and then run away again. And then he'll start chasing her. Like, she uses that blindness to her advantage. If they're playing with a ball, she can avoid him. <laughs> quietly because she knows he can't follow um, <sighs> I think he just acts like he can see like he's just acting how he's always been acting right right so that doesn't really like impact the exchange between the two of them with the exception of Reese can get the ball quicker yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome I love it I love it um okay and then does he have other doggy friends uh no yeah that's that's it. He, yeah. Well, he, he was friends with our dog, Marty, but he passed away, so. Yeah, oh my God, that's so hard. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay, and then if you if you feel comfortable, how have you been ma- managing, like, his interactions and, like, life in your house between him and Ziva? Well, right now, we just keep them on a schedule of keeping them separate. We've been working to uh, with this uh, local dog trainer, I've been meaning to reach out to her to see if she could come sit down with us. Because she's met Ziva, but she hasn't met Bear. Okay. And we're hoping this summer that maybe we can work something out between these two dogs and, like, fix their relationship. I think it's possible. My okay. mom isn't too sure, but. Okay, yeah. So you've just been rotating them, like. Yeah. Okay. And then do they interact, like, through baby gates or anything like that? we done that a couple times. And okay. And they We've interacted a little bit through the door and we've taken them on some walks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that's a super great place to start. Yeah. And I think people, you know, I think it's easy to like look on Instagram feeds and like, oh, people have all these dogs and they get along well and it's perfect. And like, that is not the reality. Like, you know, managing dogs in a household is just the reality. You know what I mean? Like I, I do a ton of boarding and while most of the dogs that stay with us get along pretty well, there's still a lot of management that happens behind the scenes. You know what I mean? That like when yeah. I'm feeding them, they're all separate. If yep. they're all really excited, they're not all loose together. <laughs> Bear gets fed in his room and the other dogs get fed in the kitchen or the living room. They're yeah. all spaced out. Yeah. Management is key for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk about some, like, changes to your lifestyle that you had to make to adapt to Bear's needs. Mm, there wasn't much, like, owning him is very much just like owning a regular dog. Yeah. I don't know how it is for other blind dogs, but that's just his personality and how he is. At first, when we first got him, I taped a pillow around one of, like, 
my bed stands because he kept running into it. Oh, okay, but, right. So you put a buffer yeah. on like sharp edges. Yeah, he just kept running into it. I was like, you're going to hurt yourself. So I just taped it until he understood where it was. But I don't think there was anything else that we had to majorly change to our lifestyle to accommodate him. You just have to, it's little things. Yeah, totally. Like it's really not much different like you said than owning a normal dog yeah it's so funny because people reach out to me like have you ever worked with blind dogs I'm like I actually have but there really are not that many changes that you have to make right because he can hear you so training works almost exactly the same way yeah okay and then as far as taking treats go did you have to like teach him that skill because he couldn't see the treat in your hand or do you feel like smelling it he was just like no problem it's right here I think smelling it like he was taking them right away. When we first nice. got him, I was teaching him sit, and he was taking them. There was a little thing wrong with his jaw, so he, like, was weary about taking them because he kind of hurt to chew, but he took them. Nice. Nice. Um, okay, so what would be your advice to people who are considering fostering a blind dog or, or potentially adopting a blind dog? Uh, understand that there are challenges but those challenges can be overcome. Like, it's not it's not life-shattering to get a blind dog. They just need, they need you to be, like, their beacon and their guidance, you know? Like, you need to, they need to trust you, and you need to work and build on that relationship that, so the dog will trust you. And I think that's just the, the one thing you need to keep in mind, that you do have to work with them. It takes some time. Yeah, totally. And really, that's the basis of every relationship, you know, with people and with dogs. You guys have to learn to trust each other and build those communication lines. Yeah. So when you're out with Bear, does he, like, stay close to you if he's feeling uncomfortable? Um, not really. He doesn't really get uncomfortable. I mean, when... That one time the dog ran at us and he and I like started freaking out. He didn't know what was happening. He kind of got close to me. But usually he'll just like he doesn't like being by my side, which is fine. Um, Oh, my God. Like the first week that we had him, he would not walk by himself. He had to be either against your leg or in between your legs. When he was still trying to, like, gain confidence in his environment. Okay. So maybe for people who are looking at fostering or adopting a blind dog, like, know that that first week you're really going to have to be more of a support than maybe you'll have to be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. If they're they're recently blind, it's going to take a little more time depending on the dog's personality. Yeah. Totally. Um, Okay. And then, so I don't know if this ever happens with you and Bear, but all the blind dogs I've ever worked with have this weird habit of like demand barking. Does that ever happen to him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. All the blind dogs I've ever worked with do that for attention. And actually I'm working with a blind dog right now that, you know, initially the owner was worried that the dog was like aggressive towards people. And He's like a, you know, a blocky dog, some sort of like pit bull mix. And I, and I went to meet him and that's what he was doing. Like he, he wasn't barking aggressively. He was just like, where's the food? What's yep. going on, you guys? He does that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's good for people to know too, right? Like don't mix it up with the dog being aggressive. Like maybe it's just the dog like trying to get attention and trying to be heard. Yep. You yeah. need to get their attention some way. And when you're blind, you're just like... Please help give it to me. Is anyone here? Can someone help me, please? Yep. 
Okay, so um, you do walks and you do sometimes on the long leash with Bear. Do you guys do any other like fun, enriching stuff together? Does he mm-hmm. like toys? Oh, yeah, he loves toys. He likes the stuffed ones to rip them up and get yeah. stuff in my room. Oh, yeah. This, it's like, uh, you know, rest in peace, teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> they do not last long. We have to get like the the mega enforced stuffed animals so <laughs> they last a little bit longer. Yeah, right. Okay, and then do you do like chews, like bones and stuff yep. like that as enrichment he too? Loves his bones. And we have a Kong that we do. Nice. Like if, if he needs to be crated because we're going somewhere for a little bit, I put on the TV and I give him something to do. Because imagine like the world is black and you're sitting in a silent house. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, no, that's a super good point, right? Because like he's listening and smelling and if he can't hear anything, yeah. that's probably lonely. Yeah. yeah. So I always put on the TV, like some compilation on YouTube or something. And then he either has a bone in his crate or Kong, just anything. I don't usually give him stuffed animals. Come, I'm afraid he's going to like eat it and choke. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you need to be supervising for that for sure. Okay, and then um, as far as the crate goes, do, do you feel like he had a hard time like figuring out how to get in the crate at first? Was that like a skill you had to teach? No, I think they must have crate trained him in his old home because we never had a, like he always just went into it and that's like his safe spot. Nice. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I mean, it sounds like his owner was fairly neglectful, but at least they did that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know much about them. He seemed healthy. He just... I don't think they tried hard to keep him, like, in the in the yard. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, vet bills are not inexpensive, and I think that that's really intimidating for people. Yeah, I don't think she meant any harm by it. Nice, nice, yeah. And I love that you say that, because I feel like a lot of people want to focus on a dog's past, you know, and talk bad about the previous owner. Yeah. And, I, and I try and remind people, like, dogs don't live in the past. They don't live in the future. Exactly. That's what I always say. Yeah. Dogs are living in the now. And I, and I love that. And I really am doing my best to do the same with them, you know, like not worry about the past, not worry about the future. Just like be blissfully in the moment. Like they get to be. Yep. People are always like, Oh, that's so sad. He can't see and all that bad stuff happening. I'm like, don't feel bad for him. He's fine. (laughs) He's loving life. Right. He's living his best life. People no sympathy needed. Oh my God. Okay. So what do you think that you have learned from Bear? Like, what do you think like the biggest lesson he's taught you is? I mean, I don't even know. There's so many, I guess like moving on and like learning how to just live with what's happened to you and not let it ruin your life. Just keep going. It doesn't matter what's holding you down. You can still live your life. Oh my God. That's such a brilliant takeaway and resilience. Oh my God. We could all learn something about resilience in dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, um, I saw today on the Instagram that you guys are part of like a pit bull book. Do you want to tell us about that? That was super exciting. So Greg Murray, this amazing photographer in Ohio reached out to me and was like, I want to photograph your dog for this book. And we were like, oh, my God, yes. So we came up here, and they met Bear, and they loved him. And he was actually very good for the pictures. He, I know people wouldn't think this because of his Instagram, but he's a horrible model. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. He can't see, but he knows where the camera is, and he will not look. 
so you have to really move to get him in a nice picture. But he was so good for them, and we got really good pictures. And I was so excited. We're going to a release party in September, and I'm going to meet all these famous dogs that I follow on Instagram. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, like, fangirling. Dude, that's so awesome and so cool that you get to share Bear's story and, like, have this huge impact on other people and their blind dogs. Yeah. Exciting. So cool. So cool. Okay, so any final advice for people who are thinking about adopting or fostering a blind dog? You should consider it, but do your research and understand, like, there's going to be some challenges, but also understand that they deserve to live too, and they are going to have a completely healthy, normal life if you put in the, like, effort and time that it takes to make their life good. But they deserve to live, and they're good dogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sitting down to chat with me. I think that this is super helpful. When I teased about this episode before, I had several people send me DMs that were excited, right? Because they've worked with or have blind dogs, right? So yeah. And I think people just love you. Oh my God. I just adore seeing the pictures of Bear. It's it's so... Like you said, it's like fangirling about all these dogs just living their best life. That's like my favorite part about social media is seeing all these dogs just like living it up. Yep, I agree. Yeah, right? Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you like this podcast, please feel free to click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you feel so inclined, I would be absolutely grateful for a review on iTunes. I'm already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.